Well, hello. This is SASCast with Sarah and Amber. So nice to talk to you, Sarah. I know, Amber. We are not in the same location. I know. We're trying a new recording mechanism while you're in Salt Lake and I'm in San Francisco. So this is going to be a uh, a pilot of our system when we're not together. Although we both watched it at the same time and thought it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I thought it was one of the best episodes of all time for uh, Roslick, for sure. Are you kidding? Of all time? Yeah, actually, I, I honestly thought because everything about it was great. Every single little segment was really well, except for the God. What segment did I not love? I guess I didn't really love the Jen Shaw, Jenny, uh, Lisa. What were they doing? Snacking and talking about snow or sewing? And I thought, why were they? The sewing part of it literally lasted like one second. It was bizarre. I actually didn't find the Meredith Seth uh, exchange all that um, enticing. With, but I will say this, and it's not because I'm a lesbian, but something is up with Meredith's breasts and her cleavage. It was as if it was stretched out and smashed down, and it was hard not to look at it. It didn't. I was not a sexual thing. It was just like an odd. Every time she hits the screen, I don't know if she has done something to herself. Well, you're talking about her confessional and her boobs look like they had been stretched out. Yeah. And then away from each other. It was bizarre. Yeah, it was. It wasn't okay. It wasn't just me. We didn't even talk about this. It wasn't just me. Yeah. I just thought it was strange. Okay. Let's, let's, let's just go woman by woman. And uh, talk about what? Oh my gosh! Okay, so- what about what about? Okay, started with Mary with the refrigerator in her son's room. But yeah, let's just talk. Yeah, let's just talk about Mary. So first off, one of the things I did say to you was, apparently Mary just doesn't give one shit about her hair anymore. Yeah, Mary doesn't. So you know, I know that people like aren't really caught up in Mary. Like I don't even notice Mary's hair. I don't. I, I what I. What I'm fascinated by is her storyline, which is not a right now. She goes into her son's room and she says, you know, basically, are you going to get up? Are you going to eat? Are you going to, she looks in the fridge. There's only like milk and water in there. And then, and then she goes on to. Well, okay. But did you notice if I walked into my teenage son's room and he had a full size refrigerator in there that was like a fancy refrigerator in a, I think it was red. It was cool looking. Yeah. It was but cute. I opened up my son's refrigerator and saw how neatly placed every item was. It was spotless. It was totally spotless. It was I've been day. like, oh, good job, kid. Like, I would not be down on him. I would be the opposite. No, I agree with you. I mean, there wasn't a bunch of junk and moldy stuff in there. But then I thought to myself, did the did the Real High School Lives of Salt Lake City producers just put a refrigerator in there and said, hey, Mary... You're going to go in and talk about his refrigerator in his room. Honestly, I thought it was a useless scene. And then she goes on about how she and Robert Jr. are just not connecting. And I'm thinking to myself, the guy's a teenager. He doesn't want to connect with you. Well, he's a cute looking kid. And oh, he's sweet. You know, in the off season, apparently, um, I don't know if his girlfriend was living with them at their house or whatever, but there was a... Mary Cosby was accused of contributing to the delinquency of a minor. And I think it's because she was allowing the girlfriend stay at their house or something. But I'm thinking to myself, 
I don't know. I mean, that room was like, I don't know. And then I started thinking, I'm sorry. I just, I don't understand what the point of all of that was with the kid. I don't either. I totally didn't. Like if you're trying to be like, oh, I have a troubled teen. Your teen does not seem troubled to me. He just seems like your average teenager. Absolutely. But then she did mention that they broke up, right? Because this is the one he bought the purse for last season. Oh, she bought that. the purse for I didn't hear that. Yeah, she made a comment that they broke up. So I don't I don't know. I just thought it was a, a weird wasted scene. And then it went well, to Jen Shaw well, and her okay, nephew. Wait, wait. No, 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 no. What is going on? You're in a real hurry. No, I didn't mean to. So really? Because you skipped the entire part of Mary going through her house, Amber. Oh my gosh. How did I forget that? No, no, no. No, I didn't actually, Sarah. It's after the Meredith and Seth component. No, we're not so going actually... to the show. We're just talking about the women. Oh. Yeah. Was it, it was the little, like, it was a little, um, a bizarro, like, clown house. And then I just felt like. Clown house. I felt like. it was a clown what house? Was the, what was with those chairs? What it was chair? as if I was in a Willy Wonka factory. What chairs are you talking about? Uh, the chairs that they sat on last night in Who? the dining room? The friend or cousin or whatever he was? What are you talking about? I don't know who you're talking Mary about. and Big Joe. Yeah, Big Joe. Big Joe. That, I didn't know his name. Yeah, it was Big Joe. Okay, well. The whole so- house was so strange. We had never seen that part of the house. Well, we'd seen enough, Amber. And I just, so Big Joe's her contractor slash cousin and she basically, it was pretty funny though. I, I agree with Mary. Most contractors take a forever to get anything done. And she was suggesting it would take him six years to get something oh, done. Oh, I like, know. I actually, I, I totally believe that. He probably just finished yeah. that house the way it currently looks just a couple of years ago. And really oh, he absolutely. Started, started it in 1987 or something because that's what the style looks like. Oh my gosh. The artifacts, the furniture, the carpet what is an artifact what are you referring to like the statues and everything that's not an artifact that is a horrible knickknack well the knickknacks that's the word the knickknacks i i call it an artifact because it was so horrible and i honestly i i just felt like that's a version of torture and that's why that child is in his bed well, yeah, the kid's room looks way better than the rest of the house. It's a bed. The kid's room is the only place we should be that. And, you know. Did you notice, maybe... though? I, I agree with you. That looked like a setup, now that I think about it, where he had the Gucci bedding. Yeah. I actually don't I, I actually don't think it was a setup. I just think that the house looked like a dystopian, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was so painful. And it was just like, you would expect a, like, Charlie wonky chocolate factory house. Well, you and I talked about it. And my theory was, this was last year. My theory still, it was and still is that the uh, grandmother is the one who decorated Uh, that house. Yeah, you're right. touched it ever since. Yeah, you're right. And then remember she was, walking around going every dog I own peed in here because he thinks the carpet was a lawn yeah I could see that too yeah and then what I think she made a comment about a fishy vagina god yeah she did oh yeah so that was weird at the very end of her by the way we should have timed her once again because she had virtually no 
uh, airtime. Oh, she's originally none. Let me just go back to her hair too, because I don't want to be offensive about her hair. All I mean about her hair is she looked perfectly fine, truthfully. Her hair looked fine. It was her actual hair. She wasn't wearing a wig. That was my point. And I'm totally fine with that. I thought she looked fine. Isn't that funny? I didn't I just even notice that. Yeah. Well, because she, so much was made about her wigs at the reunion that now I, I'm like looking to see what she's wearing as a wig. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. she didn't have a mm-hmm. wig on. That was her actual hair. But I think my point was she's like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I'm not going to even worry about my hair one or my wigs or whatever one bit, which is fine. That's fine. I just think it's interesting. But yeah, the last little thing when she was talking was she told her son that if basically I, I, this is what she was suggesting. What she meant was if your girlfriend's vagina smells like fish, you need to run away. And I'm thinking to myself, that is, that, that is not right. No, it's not right. It, it, it was so weird. The whole thing was weird. And I was, you know, listen, I, I just don't think, I don't think Mary has a chance after year two, but, well, primarily because the cult's going to be discovered. But on top of it, I just don't think it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Like, I don't even understand. Like, I feel, feel like she might not be operating on all cylinders. Is that a joke? Really? <laughs> I think she might not be operating all. So let me just say this. I don't think she's going anywhere because Jen Shaw, in my opinion, and then let's go to Jen Shaw after this, but I was going to say, and Jen Shaw, in my opinion, is going to be sent to prison. And so they're not going to get rid of Mary because Mary's got a cult. And at least that's a storyline. And having a cult, by the way, as I said to you last episode is not illegal. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, she's going to get in trouble. You're like, you don't get in trouble from having a cult. I'm like, really? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So yeah. So okay. So we need to move away from Mary because yeah. Let's talk oh. about Jen Shaw. So so well, about Jen Shaw. She was in virtually almost every scene. She really was. Yeah. And let's so she started, she, started with yeah. It started with her and her nephew, and basically she was apologizing to the, him because he called her last year wanting to leave um, Los Angeles, and she never called him back. She was so caught up in her own well, stuff. Can I say something about that? I mean, yeah. I, I think that's just like nothing related to the, to any storyline other than why is he calling? I mean, fine. Yeah. Call her, but his uncle is, I mean, Sharif is his biological uncle. So if he didn't reach Jen, why didn't he just call Sharif? It just seems strange, but that's, that's not what I really noticed about that exchange. What I noticed was remember he was How like, do you know, how do you know Sharif's his uncle? Well, because that, that kid is black. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's Sharif because Jen's sister or brother could have married a person who's black and then had a child that. Well, I guess that's true. I just yeah, so I wouldn't. I don't think I. I don't think you could assume it's Sharif's well, biological. It has nothing to do. You're right. I shouldn't okay. made that assumption. I did, and I shouldn't. Yeah. That's not okay. the point of the exchange. The point of the exchange. Oh well, and here's the other thing that why I assumed it was Sharif's uh, nephew because he's he's Muslim. He was talking about oh, Robin. That's right. That's and, right. That's yeah, Jen's that's family. Right. Yeah, Jen's family wasn't is not. That's Muslim. right. Yeah. yeah, they she converted. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, that's not the point of that scene though. For me, it was he, him pointing out all of her all of her shoes and clothing, and basically suggesting she didn't need all of that. And I thought that was total foreshadowing, truthfully, um, because <laughs> to the fact that she's spending a bunch of elderly people. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. I think that was the entire purpose of that scene. Cause otherwise it was a, it was a snooze fest that scene. No, I'll, I, exactly. Now everything is strategically placed by, you know, the editors to foreshadow, yeah. you know, it's tell it's quote telling a story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then what was the next scene that she was in? Was it when she was over at Jenny? No, at. Yep. Yep. It, it was when, yeah, they went to Jenny's house. Um, oh, no, they didn't. And- they went to Jen Shaw's house. And and remember, Lisa Barlow brought a sewing machine. And then she asked if there was any food for them to eat. So the first thing that happened was Lisa Barlow was like, we're going to sew. We all have matching sewing machines. Let's sew some pants. Yeah, that was bizarre. And then they were going <laughs> to, then they were going to wear them and compare them or something like that. Yeah, they were going to show, them. yeah. They were going to wear them out. And then Jen Shaw made the astute uh, uh, observation that they can't, how are they going to sew pants that they can't even cook? Which was yeah, not. Yeah, I love that. Like, that was, what? That was we hysterical. Can't, we can't cook, so we can't sew. I mean, I, guess what? I can cook, but I was terrible at sewing. I When I took sewing in eighth grade, I don't know if you had to take sewing in eighth grade, but I, I did. Too, I, oh my God. I had to take sewing. and we had an option we, we could do, I don't know. We could, I remember it was seventh grade and we could sew or do something else. So what I did was I sewed a pillow, right? So all the only thing you did have to stuff it. And then instead of sewing the felt letters on top of it, I just glued them on and it said, Pat, and I gave it to my dad. Oh so I didn't sew anything, but a round circle stuffed it and glued it together. So I vividly remember that one of the projects in sewing, this is so snooze fest, uh, was making a stuffed frog. Isn't that bizarre? And I couldn't do it. Everybody made a frog. Everybody made the frog. Yeah, we all made a frog and I couldn't do it. And my mom had to pull out her sewing machine. My mom who she could sew, but she hadn't sewed probably in like 15 years at that point. And she had to finish off that frog thing for me because I couldn't do it. And I was like, wow, I'm terrible at sewing. And, you know, I don't know why I'm terrible. At, I was terrible at sewing. I think I just wasn't into it, actually. <laughs> I was so not into it. Are you kidding right? me? It was torture being in home economics. And then All now, I wanted to do. Don't you, when you have friends who can sew anything, don't you wish that you could yes. sew? I do. Yes. It's, it's an incredibly useful skill. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. No, so- seriously. That was a dumb thing. And then they were sitting, eating lunch with Jenny talk and Jen Shaw seemed to really like Jenny because Jenny lint off her, her butt. Yeah. Can I just tell you, I love, I love Jenny's kid. What is the kid's name? She is so funny. Carlin. We'll get to her. We'll get to her. Carlin. Yeah. So, so then that was that scene. That was a useless scene. Basically Lisa was like, all, Oh, Meredith you know, is mad at you. And Jen Shaw's all I do is apologize. Yeah. Jen, that's all. Yes. Yes. A book on how to apologize. Yeah. No, she does. All all you do is apologize and don't mean it. So there you go. Exactly. Um, And the next Jen Shaw scene was when they were in the ice castle. Like remember that movie, Amber ice castles. No, you don't No. What are you talking about? Bobby Benson in that movie ice castles. It was a it was a skating movie. I can't believe you don't remember it. <laughs> I don't remember it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ice Castles, a 1978 romantic drama. Oh my god, how could you remember that so fast? I, no, I just googled it. Starring Robbie oh, okay. Benson. It is a story of 
Lexi Winston, a young figure skater and her rise and fall from superstardom. Tragedy strikes when following a freak accident, Lexi loses her sight, leaving her to hide away in the privacy of her own despair. This is on Wikipedia, by the way. She eventually appears and begins competing in figure skating again with Robbie Benson. Remember him? (laughs) Yeah, I do remember Robbie Benson now that you said it. I barely, oh gosh. I barely remember Robbie Benson. And then the like the subsequent story after that was in the late seventies. It would have been the what is it to the two thousands when Tanya Harding took out <laughs> Nancy Kerrigan. Well, well Amber the back of the knee. It's so true. But Amber, <laughs> Amber, one of the things you might remember about Ice Castles is the song "Through the Eyes of Love" performed by Melissa Manchester. Oh, I loved Melissa Manchester. Are you kidding? Do you remember when there was that whole um, Melissa Manchester versus Bette Midler uh, conversations? And there was like, I think they were stars at the same time, but, you know, I mean, nobody can argue with that. Come on. Divine. Why would Melissa Manchester be compared to Bette Midler or vice versa? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so they went to the ice castles, which whatever i don't even know where those are i have to look that up okay and, let's go back to let's go back to our show no, we're talking about jen shaw they went oh, to the okay. ice castle oh, and heather heather and jen oh we and i skipped forward on how heather decided to go meet jen which was a big mistake and then basically oh yeah the churro event that was pretty funny i thought that was funny but basically heather stupidly is like, here, Jen Shaw, just do anything. As long as you barely apologize to me and act like you're sorry, which she didn't. She didn't give a shit. Um, I'll be your friend. I'm like, what is wrong with you, Heather Gay? Oh, I totally agree. I, I thought she she totally handed over her card. It was just like, whatever, I'll be a true friend for whatever you need. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah, I thought it was I thought it was ridiculous. Yeah. I thought it was ridiculous and her whole pursuit of perfection. I mean, yet again, she's talking about pursuit of perf- perfection. Oh god. Okay, let's talk about Heather. Oh wait, no, did we finish Jen Shaw? Was there another scene with Jen? There's the Ice Castle scene. Not really. Um no, I don't think no, uh uh-uh, not really. I think it was, was it. We, there was no other scene with Jen. No. Uh, let's get to Whitney. Come on. No, no, but I'm serious. I think we might be skipping a scene with Jen. Uh, I don't think so, sir. Okay, whatever. Let's go to Whitney. Yeah, let's go to Whitney Rose because she stole the show. Yeah, she definitely did. I was, I was literally almost spitting out my my water. Was uh, I? I I was not expecting that. I could not. I was not expecting it. And we're talking about the testimonial, right? Well, I'm talking about the whole thing. Let me just say before we get to that, because we can leave that for last because it's the best. So she she approaches her husband, Justin, who I believe Justin is our age. Is he not, Amber? He's Oh, he's our age. Like he's 52 or something like that. Yeah. Just as a reminder, Whitney and Justin have been together for like 15 years. So that means Justin was 35 and Whitney was like 19 or 20. Yeah. Which is gross. And yeah. At that time, Justin was probably, he was middle-aged, we middle age, he was in his mid-30s. He had teenage children, or almost teenage kids, and his wife- And he's marrying probably, a teenager, and he's marrying a teenager. Right. He had like a 15-year-old right. at that point. Right. And 
so he, you know, he thought he scored big time when he got Whitney and, you know, as a teenager. Yeah, he's 35, she's 19, the kid's 15. Yeah, it's gross. And so now basically Whitney is approaching him because she's busy doing like her dumb. Iris and Bo. Yeah, Iris and Bo, which by the way. Well, that's her third child. It's her third child. What third child? I thought she only has two. No, remember she said it was her third child. It's like her Iris and Bo is like her third child. She wants to create a billion dollar company. And then also. And I'm not. And I'm just going to say this. I'm not sliding her on her dreams. Like whatever. I'm not sliding her on that at all. I just like to be dramatic and say Iris and Bo, Iris and Bo. But I, my question is where, why are there, why is it named that? I have no idea. She never talked about that. So anyway, she approaches Justin basically and was like, oh, Hey, now that I've been doing something other than being your goddess. Oh yeah. Yep. uh, Yep. I'm not getting enough sex. And then, Oh my God, that, so before we get to the, uh, the, the, her claiming she's not getting enough sex, I just want to say, I was looking into Justin's eyes. I really was. I was looking at his big, pudgy, bloated face, which reminds me of my own on a lot of days. And I was- and, Are all of our 51-year-old Yeah, faces. when you're 51 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And he looks- And not, not only that, he has, he has, what, three teenagers and now two children? No, no. His kids are all grown up, are they not? Oh, the two babies that he had with uh, Whitney. Yeah, yeah, he's got two those two little kids, but all the rest of his kids are grown up. We saw them doing yeah. shot, shot skis with yeah. yeah, shot skis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I looked at him and I thought to myself, dude, you're exhausted. And then when she proceeds to say, uh, yeah, I'm not getting enough sex, I'm only having it two to three times a week, and I'm embarrassed to say how little sex I'm having. I'm thinking to myself, Oh my God, like you're you're complaining that this 50 year one year old man is giving you sex three times a week and you're complaining about it. That that's a miracle actually. Good for him. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. I agree. I'm like, I know. Do you not know how old your husband is Whitney Rose? I know. I know. I was, I was like, she's, she's so out of touch. Well, he probably thinking, geez, I'm, she's got a show and she's got her billion dollar business. And if I don't give it to her three times a week, I'm going to lose her. And he's probably right. Oh, he probably is right. Yeah, but yet she, so he better she wants more. Up. But she wants more. Well, she wants more. But what she doesn't want, she she displayed. She doesn't <laughs> want robotic sex. She doesn't want, and then she demonstrated that. And then she t- proceeded to get onto all fours and said she only wanted that a certain way. And she, then she de- demonstrated the way she didn't want it and the way that she used to like it. Well, it yeah. was unbelievable. She demonstrated what she described as robotic sex, like you said. And then yeah. she demonstrated what wasn't robotic sex, which apparently was prior to that happening. But I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching that, actually, I'm thinking, okay, but what is that? Are you the robot then? Because you're describing yourself. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Oh my gosh. You totally called it. Right. I mean, what, if you're going to complain about Justin and robotic sex, you should be showing us what Justin's doing, not what mm-hmm. you're doing. I don't know what to say, oh, yeah. but I will say this, the fact that this 30, is she 34, 35, that this 30, some young 30 something woman is like, Oh, I'm only getting sex three times a week. I'm like, lady, you see what happens in about 15 years. You're going to be like, oh, yeah. I can't believe I had sex three times a week. 
Yeah. You'd be like, uh, chalk that one up to success. Yeah. Um, that you'd be like, Oh my gosh, uh, we'll just talk to your friends, Whitney, because I'm yeah. pretty sure your friends are also not having sex three times a week. Yeah. She just needs to talk to more of them. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. You know, here's, a so, true story. here's a true story. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. details or mention any names, but years and years ago, uh, when I was in my mid thirties and everybody I worked with was younger than me. So they were in their early thirties or twenties. And we all openly talked about how much sex we were all getting. And I'm telling you what people getting three times a week, that was a hell of a lot. And these were amongst 20 something year olds. That's really interesting. But I actually do think that research does show there's a lot less sex going on in the world than there used to be. Yeah, Whitney. But why is that surprising? It's not surprising because everybody's addicted to their phone. Wait a minute. Used to? You think people back in the day were getting more sex than us? I don't. Yes. 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 There's less sex going on in the world now than there ever was. Yes. They did a bunch of studies on it. Okay. Well, I don't know that I believe. I think that humans are humans and... You, know? okay, you don't have to believe data. I guess you're an anti-data person. You know what? I, I think that you can, I think that there's a lot of data that can, it's depending on the size of the study. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> what about Heather's fake crying that went on? Did you notice that? I felt like Heather Gay was doing some fake crying when she was like, you're calling me honey boo boo and sea mammals. And yeah. I'm racist. Oh, no, and, I didn't and, think it was fake. I didn't think it was and fake. And she just, Oh, I did. I thought her crying was fake. I thought she was mad about the other comments. Agree. But I thought it was totally fake crying. I was just like, really? This is such a, this is such a setup scene right now. Well, the fact- Jen was like, I, and I don't belong. You know, Jen's whole thing. I don't belong. Yeah. You don't belong because you're nasty. And I, I, I want, I want to stop saying nasty. You don't belong because you're unpleasant and mean. And I, I just want to say that well, the idea that she's doing social and- media, but yet saying, oh, that's not, first off, lied straight out to Heather. I mean, if somebody said to me, say, right. say, say right. Amber, you tweeted something or Instagram, Insta said, well, you'd have to be Twitter, Facebook, um, mean about me. And then I, it was clearly you who did it. And I said to you, why did you do that? And you're like, that wasn't me. I mean, uh, if you're going to straight out lie, why would you be friends with somebody? like? Well, because she's claiming that she has people do her media. Okay. Well, that was the whole point. She's like, I didn't do that. I didn't do it. Somebody else yeah. did it. I might've agreed with it, yeah, but she, I didn't do it. It was her co-conspirator, Stu Chain, I guess. Yes. <laughs> it was, it was also on the show. Notice. Oh, it just doesn't creep you out. I guess I know you're supposed to not do guilty until proven oh, innocent. Okay. Which, yeah, actually, that brings me to something. What you just said is very important because I thought to what? myself, self, this, I thought this last night when I was getting ready to go to sleep. I thought to myself, self, you know, what if she were actually innocent? And then what'd yourself say? Well, probably that's bullshit. But yeah. uh, no, I thought to myself, you know, she hasn't been convicted. And do I believe the federal government is. I mean, for God's sake, we, I don't know. I think I'm down on America right now. And so I'm like, okay, well, the federal government could actually be prosecuting somebody who's innocent. I shouldn't just assume that because she has charges against her, that she's guilty because. No, I think you're right. I I think you're right about that. Yeah, Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with you. I guess I got, you know what, you know, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right for starters. 
And I think that where I got started getting fired up was that it was on older people who are, I I just absolutely love older people because we're all going to be older people and we all need like love and compassion when we're older. And because everybody just talks. Well, that too, and she couldn't explain, um, she's not, never been able to explain what she does for a living. And no one, yeah. And no one's been able to explain that. And then when it showed her in that creepy, empty office and she was on a skateboard or Stu Chains was on a skateboard and they were just going back and forth between, that's, that's up to no good. There's up to no good with that. So I, I, you know, I think that there is enough evidence in the filming alone to just to be like, so then if you don't scam the elderly, what do you do? <laughs> well, I think you're absolutely, can I just say something? Somebody accused me, let's pretend like the federal government uh, accused me of doing something like doing a Tom Girardi Ponzi scheme with my law. Yeah, right, 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 right. And they, they accused me of that. I was charged with it. Well, first off, the first thing that I would do is I would be like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not. And here's evidence, especially if I had a television show. And here's the evidence that I have to prove that I'm not doing it. And I would be all over the place talking about it and how I'm not doing it. If I were innocent, I would be providing whatever I needed to provide to the public because the public, the court of public opinion is just as important nowadays as the actual court. No, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. So I, yeah. Totally, I, so, so I do, why is she not doing that? Cause well, because she's clearly not doing something that's kosher. Like her, her, her career was not kosher one way or another. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the best summary that we could give at least right now. But uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, but you know, she is innocent until she's proven guilty or pleads guilty, which I believe she will do. So can I, a little tangent, are you, if you haven't, if you're not watching the dropout or excuse me, listening to the podcast, the dropout, I wish they would give us sponsorship. You should. So the dropout is about the Elizabeth Holmes, um, Theranos, you know, yeah. uh, scam. I will say scam. And it is really, so right now they're actually live in court, right? So it started just this month where they're in court prosecuting the case and the podcast basically comes out once a week or once every twice a week, I guess. And it's, it's following the prosecution and the defense and just the prosecution alone. I'm just like, okay, guilty. I mean, it's unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. But then I've read almost everything there is to read about Theranos. And and well, so I, I guess I wouldn't have never been chosen to be on the jury because I have an opinion on it already. Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I mean once the, if there's actually a Jen Shaw trial, I don't believe there will be one because I, again, I read that Stu Chain is making a deal and he's agreed to testify against Jen Shaw. And so I think she won't have any choice but to plead guilty because, you know, at the point that your your friend is going to testify against you, you got a lot of problems going on. So, but can I just say something though? There's this other part of me, like obviously, crimes are crimes. Every anybody who does a crime and should be, you know, held accountable to it. But then I look at the whole Martha Stewart thing, right? And I look at Martha Stewart, and then I look at Theranos, and I look at Jen Shaw, and I think to myself, where are all the men getting? prosecuted for like are they are they just pulling out these very high profile women that have a stage and and making an example of them or where are the men that's happening this happening to 
Yeah, I don't disagree with you, especially in tech. There's a whole story that came out about that. Right, especially there's a million, in tech. There's, a million male, in tech. there's a million male Elizabeth Holmes. Right. There's a and, and so it's just like and now I, I I from what I've read and what I'm hearing, I feel like Elizabeth Holmes deceived investors. She cannot be the only one. She cannot be the only one. And I like how they're making her the centerpiece. And and then and matter of fact, they're trying her before Sunny. Yeah, not here. Okay, but stop. We're not talking about that. Okay. We are talking about, okay, so is your point that Jen Shaw is being unfairly targeted because she's a woman? I don't know what I'm trying to say, really. I don't I, maybe she's maybe she's being targeted because she's quote high profile on television. I don't know how high profile. Well, the investigation had to be going on before uh, they filmed that first uh, yeah. first series of Real House of Roslick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, I agree. I mean, with you. No, I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying it other than that. Then I just. It's about it's amazing the media circus. I guess what I'm saying, the media circus and everything around these high profile women that are getting charged with things. But then it seems like there's so many men that just get away with everything. And so they're making it's like the whole Martha Stewart inside training, trading $250,000 or whatever, $280,000 that she did. And yet everybody else just walks away. All the bankers associated with all the fall of the economy, but they just okay, walk okay. away. Okay. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. But that's not what people are listening to us for. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So Heather went to fake crying and she was very upset about the honey boo boo comment. Heather was, uh, Heather she was. Did, they didn't call her the honey badger. She called her honey boo boo. I thought that was nice. Honey boo boo. Is that from, what is that from? The T- TLC. Remember that little cute little girl that um, oh, yeah. Honey Boo Boo was on there? I don't there? think Heather looks at all like Honey Boo Boo. Or a uh, mammal or whatever Jen Shaw was calling her. Man, she called her sea mammal and then she called her a racist. Okay. All those things are, can I just say, if if one of my so-called friends called me just one of those things, especially in public, I would no longer be friends. On with- social media. Yeah. No, I would never, it just would take one of those comments. Not all of them for me to be like, you can go fuck yourself. And I give uh, Meredith, let's talk. Now we can move on to Meredith Marks. Oh, we didn't even talk about Lisa Barlow. Let's just move because Lisa Barlow is a non-issue, non-entity. She's not entity right now. And she just annoys the bejeebers out of me. Well, the fact that she's backing Jen, I think is bizarre. Lisa, move on. I cannot wait for her to move on to, you know, finding out about the cult and Mary. Because right now her backing up of Jen Shaw is just honestly gross. And yep. Meredith Marks is 100% right. Why Lisa Barlow thinks it's okay for Jen Shaw to make homophobic comments. No, and I totally agree. You know, about, we talked about this ad nauseum and I don't want to like beat a dead horse. I'm like, I have a bunch of girls. <coughs> but I will say, I don't, I, I don't care. You know, we can, make, we can make arguments for and against Brooks Marks and for and against Jen Shaw and why they got into it, right? The point is not that. The point is the whole is the homophobic insults that's the point if you wanted to be like uh brooks marks i stop flashing your penis at me like i flash my vagina or whatever you want if you wanted to just totally go back on brooks marks for the same type of thing that he did with you then so be it but that's not what jen shaw did 
she's making homophobic remarks. And, and Meredith made a really good comment uh, to a lot yeah. of people, which is if you, if somebody went after your kids in that way, you would not put up with it. No, you really I, I totally agree. Me. Yeah. If I were backing up Jen Shaw, you'd be real pissed off at me too. No, absolutely. And that, that's just, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And also like, how old are you, Jen Shaw? This kid's what? High schooler? So whether he talked about your vagina, I don't recall him saying anything about your vagina in terms of its, uh, you know, it, its shape and size and form. I mean, he didn't talk about anything detailed related. Yeah, he All he said, said he was soft. Yeah. And for, for her, it's acting like he's described it in ad nauseum and it's somehow horrific. And that's not what he did. But then how old are you? Like, honestly, this kid's a high schooler. Really? You're going to, you just keep it in the, yeah. you keep it in the public sphere because you keep talking about it. Okay. He's not a high schooler. He's in college. He's over 18. But oh, okay. yeah, but I will I agree with you hundred percent. He didn't actually say anything negative about her vagina. He simply said that she flashed at her vagina. And then by the way, I watched, uh, watch what happens live following and Meredith confirmed that indeed Jen Shaw was told by producers to stop showing her vagina. So no way. Yeah. So apparently it was true that she was flashing her vagina. Okay. So be it. I I get it. Does Brooks have every right to say, please don't flash your vagina. If that's the case. Yes. If Jen Shaw is claiming Brooks didn't see her vagina, which might be the case, that's fine too. You can say Brooks Marks is a total jerk for saying that it's not true. Um, you know, whatever you want to say about Brooks Marks, as long as you leave out the homophobia, Jen Shaw. Leave I out totally agree. And I'm not wearing my outfit right now. My Brooks um, Marks. Me neither. But sure. I just wanted to be honest with people. Um, um, hey, what about the commercial that Meredith and Brooks did, Brooks did about Dear Evan Hansen? Well, I don't want to talk about that commercial other than to say it was annoying. And then secondly... That I really, really dislike Brooks. I'm sorry, and I know that that's just too much information or, or rude. Or what's I don't know. The, so no, no. What's what's the deal? Just talk to me. What's the deal so, on Brooks? What's I, I think this is the. I really started thinking about my my feelings about Brooks, and okay. I think actually Brooks it may actually be an introvert, and he may actually be self conscious, mm-hmm. but it's coming across. I kind of feel like he's, I think I said this before and I don't want to say it. I'm not going to say the word. He's coming across as overly sensitive in a way that is grating on me. Well, my thought process is you can't have it both ways. You can't come on in a reality TV show and not take the heat. Yes. Especially when you're, when you're being kind of, uh, you're being, critical in a entertaining the when he he when he showed up on the show in the first place he was he made critical remarks that were very entertaining they were very snarky in a good way and we really enjoyed him and then i agree with you amber he couldn't take the heat that he got from it he couldn't mm-hmm. and you know what maybe that's a learning experience for him maybe he needed to go oh you want to know what cuz you know one of the things that was made quite clear is that he has not identified as being gay. Right. And um, he basically said he hadn't even talked to his parents about being gay. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, okay, dude, but do, were you unaware that you were coming across as gay? Because that, I thought that that was a direct 
uh, choice by Bravo and Meredith and Brooks at the beginning of that show last year to bring a gay character onto one of these shows. And I thought it was great, but apparently he's not identifying as gay. And I'm like, okay, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, tell you, yeah, no. tell you that you, that we all thought you were gay. Right. I, I, yeah, I think it's so delicate and I don't want to, I don't, it's like part of me doesn't want to make light of it because how hard the coming out process is the homo, the inter- internalized homophobia that so many of us had. So I, it's this delicate dance I have with Brooks, right? Yeah. But I guess what it comes down to is if you're coming on a reality TV show, specifically a real housewives of dot, dot, dot franchise. Yeah. You are jumping into the swamp. Yeah. And you, and, and I, there's, there's no way that the world who's watching this, like two of us, Sarah and Amber and any others um, are, are going to cut you slack. It's just, this is not the nature of social media and all the, awful stuff out there so i think if you're coming on and you're you're kind of exploring who you are as a person the audience is going to play in on it and if if you don't want that then you can't be on reality tv i'm it's just it's a dangerous combination yeah i agree i agree but yeah, yeah. oh well I, I hope that yeah. this storyline is over because i'm kind of tired of it but it seems to me that what what's coming and then we can yep. probably wrap it up. But what's coming yep. it because they kind of talked about it on Watch What Happens Live after the show, um, that Meredith is extremely angry at Jen Shaw. And it sounds to me like Meredith had something to do with Jen Shaw's arrest. We're not sure what it was, but Andy Cohen straight out asked on Watch What Happens Live, did you have any I, anything to do with the feds uh, coming after Jen Shaw or arresting Jen Shaw? And Meredith Mark's re- uh, response was, don't mess with my family. So I don't know if she was being a smart ass or if she was answering the question. Yeah, I did because Jen Shaw messed with my family. I don't know. But that's, uh, you know, this show can only get better. Everything about it is like this episode was fantastic. It was great. Do you think, do you think when, when, when they say like, do you have anything to do with the feds that is actually Meredith, the feds? the feds contacted her or she contacted the feds and said, we'll be filming at such and such. If you want to talk to Jen Shaw, like that's, that, that's, that's the quote, you know, brought her down. I mean, there's one thing to say she, she thoughtfully engaged with the feds on a step-by-step basis. And, you know, (laughs) there's one issue. And then the other issue is like, yeah, she had an opportunity to say where Jen, Jen Shaw was filming. I That's what I think she's in, quote involved. Well, of course, I think that you're right, but I, I'm just yeah, saying I you. think it's hilarious. I, I think. Yeah, it's thank you. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, honestly, honestly, if you, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you here. If you thought that, okay, you uh, you were filming a show with five other women, and it was brought to your attention that one of them may be in a huge scam that are scamming. Orphans and widows. I mean, no, they're scamming older people, and the feds say, "Hey, where are you filming?" I wouldn't have any problem saying where I'm filming because well, if you're innocent, why does it matter? By the way, 
how would that even happen? And let's wrap this up. But let me just say this. How would that even happen? If the if the authorities were looking to find a uh, cast member who is in the middle of filming a show, they're not. Right. It's not rocket science. No, they're not contacting other cast members. They're going to contact the producers. Producers. I know. And it's just not. And then they didn't follow the person for a little bit. It's not. Yeah. So I don't know. It's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. Yeah. All right. All right. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I can't wait till next week. All right. Well, this is SASCast with Sarah and Amber. We hope you join us for the next episode. And in the meantime, have a good day. Thanks, guys.